0: Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots. In this episode, we talk about lead ads in HubSpot, Mary Maker's trend report revisited, the custom owner property in HubSpot, and much more. This is a podcast for marketing managers or sales professionals who are using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host, Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How
1: are you, Craig? I look really well, and um, I'm just wishing I was remarkable, though. Yes, well, you can be, Craig. Tell me how.
0: And our inbound thought of the week is about being remarkable. This is a blog from Seth where he talks about getting serious about being remarkable. He was highlighting a business which in its traditional sense would be totally against the grain of what people would know and understand. So here's an example. There was an automotive parts manufacturer and they provided parts for European cars. And basically what they said was when it was worn out, you can send it back in, and we'll replace it free. So, example, your brakes wear out; you can take them off and send them in, and they'll send you a new set. Where have you ever heard of anyone doing
1: that? Great? No, it's really amazing. I went to their site and checked through their whole offer, their refund, well, their return. Yeah, it's incredible. Exactly.
0: Even and, oil. Yeah, that's my point, right? So, just think about this, right? On a Tesla, you don't have any; we have very little maintenance, right? And if you're if you've got a European car, you've generally got to pretty decent maintenance bill can you imagine this like i pay for a part once in the lifetime and then i keep replacing it for free
1: really actually how, how expensive i didn't check their prices for their parts i assume they're still competitive are they yeah
0: i would you know what to be having a business like that i would have to say that they would be
1: yeah well as seth says do the numbers
0: do the math exactly but what i wanted to highlight here is that inbound is about being remarkable the store and this story clearly demonstrates that if we can Think about what we do and how we better focus on the people we serve, then we as businesses will excel as well. So that's my challenge to you. Think about how you can be remarkable in your business. Excellent. All right. Onto HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. This is the lead ads for HubSpot. It's just been released. You'll probably see a nice shiny new next to it. And the whole idea of this is so we can actually get lead ads straight from Facebook into HubSpot and we can start nurturing them. Now, I want to just highlight one thing because I tried to go and do this in my portal and I tried to go and went, okay, I want to, I want to create a lead ad, click the button, got a pop up. I was waiting there for a minute or two and nothing was really happening. And then I figured I had actually connected my Facebook account in HubSpot. So I had to go to settings, marketing ads, and then connect my Facebook account, connect my Facebook tracking pixel. And then when I went to do do it, it actually worked but it doesn't tell you that before you start.
1: So that's a little gotcha there. So that sounds to me like something that they could fix really easily. So we're we're recording this on the 12th of September. I hope by the time listeners are listening to this, that they would have fixed that because someone in product would have said, oh, hang on, use case, we didn't have this Uh, and they would fix that. But yeah, first we should probably go back a step. What are lead ads for listeners who may not be familiar with them?
0: Basically, what you can do, Craig, is that you can place a promotion on Facebook and you can basically a listener does not have to fill anything out because they've got all their data on Facebook. But he says, are you interested in this product? Yep. Let me get in touch with this person or business and I'm happy for them to contact me. And that data will go straight into HubSpot.
1: Right. So I'm on Facebook. I'm scrolling through. Right. Okay. I see this ad. And it says, download this white paper. Common experience would be I click it and I get taken to their site to download it. In Facebook, I stay in Facebook, just pops up a form. It's pre-filled because Facebook knows everything (laughs) ever about me, all pre-filled. And what this does, you're saying it just syncs it through to HubSpot. So they fill that out and then HubSpot takes over. Really nice. Very clever because really
0: this is where... The rubber meets the road, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I I thought this was an interesting item for HubSpot to focus on, but the, and I like how they've put it under the content menu because it's a, creating a lead ad is a, is a piece of content in a way, but uh, and if you have the ads add-on uh, for HubSpot, you can create. Um, basic AdWords ads, but you can't create Facebook ads from there. And so this is the first time you can actually create a Facebook ad from within HubSpot. Correct. And I just thought it was interesting that they chose this, because elite ads are not used that much. No, So it's, not. it's kind of one of those hidden things that Facebook a lot of people don't use. And, and also the effectiveness is going down. In my experience, I, I don't know if you've had a similar experience, but anecdotally, they used to be very very successful but now I think I don't know if people are wary of them you know or maybe they've just moved to messenger it's a better
0: better, yeah yeah, messenger
1: would be the better format but um, it's interesting that HubSpot chose this to Implement so they must have done some user like they would have studied usage and and surveyed people to find out what they need and what's going to actually provide them value and this is one thing they've decided to do so I find that interesting in its own right and uh, interesting to see how this plays yeah. out
0: yeah and I guess we're just going to have to test it a bit more to get some real world results well
1: it actually makes me want to go back and and try lead ads again because I haven't used them for a while now so exactly. maybe it's yeah it's time to retest yeah
0: all right. On to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is from Mary Meeker's Trend Report.
1: So you know how every year Mary Meeker does her Internet Trends report? Yes. And it's this monster, you know, a couple of hundred slides. I know.
0: I think we dissected last year's one. Well,
1: well we did, we've we also touched on this year's one earlier. I think it's around May it comes out. Um, so we've called it Revisited because this is a blog post where someone went through all 350-odd slides and pulled out a few points. And there are a few key items to highlight.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I love that this person did it. So thank you very much. You'll see who's done it. But some key points in this report. Consumers today expect three things. Convenience, simplicity, and a solid experience. And they were talking around this point more in the whole shopping piece. So what they're expecting, you know, how we interact with Amazon. Or now that Google is um, trying to bring Google Shopping with Walmart. Um, These are all playing into into what's taking place and I went to a shopping masterclass at Google not so long ago it was really interesting because they said one thing about when you think about shopping right you go to a big shopping center or more you actually can go there and experience and for example we want to buy shirts right you could go and try on a whole range of shirts and look at a whole range of different shirts from different manufacturers and you can see what's available and you can buy what you want. Shopping online is not really that per se, because you kind of go to individual shops where you have to go, okay, well, I'm going to look at shirt A. Then I'm going to go and look at shirt B, all of their shirts, and go and look at, you know, shirt C. You kind of go, show me all the striped shirts, red striped shirts, right? And I think Google Shopping is trying to resolve that. So when, it, when I say, I want to see all the striped red shirts, you go, okay, cool. I'll show you all the striped red shirts. It might be from Walmart, might be from Myers, might be from David Jones. I'm going to show it all to you. And then what was really interesting, they talked about context. So people will go, oh, I want to see all the blue striped shirts. And as they kept shopping, they were talking about this in the context of voice, they didn't keep repeating shirt as well, right? So they're saying, okay, I want to see all the red ones. I want to see all the blue ones. Okay, now I want to buy the red ones. And Google had to remember that we were actually talking about shirts in this experience.
1: Right. Contextual awareness. Contextual
0: awareness. So that was one of the things, diverting from this point. Second one, in the ad world, conversion is what matters and context, not content, is king. So double down on investments in mobile digital advertising and it says in brackets, kill all investments in print. (laughs) But ensure that you have the right ad at the right place at the right time. This requires complex multivariable content, context. Sorry, Think user experience plus route plus time of day plus personal preferences. Now this can seem quite complex. I think here to remember, if I just distill it back a step, Google calls them micro moments in time. What moment in time are we trying to help a user get the answer to and if we take it back to that i think we were
1: able to provide the right solution look if nothing else this just highlights how complex the the purchasing journey is these days and we've discussed this many times in you know many segments and and it is complex and this is why i i know this is a bit of a diversion you know how you'll go along and someone just wants one report where did we make our purchases with e-commerce? Oh, right, that one channel. Let's put all the money there and forget everything else. And it's like, no, no, no. We've got to look at this assisted conversions piece and how the people interact along a journey. So it's good to see this. And I think reminding about micro moments is an excellent point.
0: And finally, I want to highlight voice search is slowly replacing typing. 20% of mobile queries are made through voice and almost 70% of Google Assistant requests are conversational requests, interactions, should I say. So this is going to become very, very prevalent as we see Google Home is already launched in the market. Apple brings out their product at the end of the year. This is what we're going to be seeing. People are going to be talking to devices like they're humans and expecting them to understand what's happening in the background.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day that that happens. I guess I'm um, jaded in some ways because I'm still stuck with Siri on my phone and Siri's hopeless. I mean, do you use Siri on your phone at all? I've actually disabled Siri. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And so many people say that. And I mean, Google Voice is better. And you know maybe these some of these uh, home devices are, are much better just for those one-off things. But it's still it's just seems strange to me that with all this technology advancement, that still that voice piece is so bad in Siri. Or maybe I'm just
0: no. And I think that's like, well, that's I mean. the thing. I think if you use Google Voice Search, I actually think it's pretty good. Yeah. In my my little use of it. I find it to be much better than Siri is in terms of getting understanding and then getting a result.
1: So maybe that's just my bias there, availability bias in action there.
0: But the key here is understanding in the marketing perspective what's driving this change. And I think we've got to be aware as marketers what is happening and be prepared and be already thinking about how we're going to change the way we communicate with people and how we answer their questions going forward. All right, Craig, onto our HubSpot Sales Feature of the Week. Now, this is a cracker.
1: Oh, I really like this one. They slipped this in. And listeners, if you've seen this notification and it said custom owner properties in contact fields and you promptly fell asleep because you thought it was the most boring thing ever think again because this is really really cool so let me give you let me explain what it is and then i'll tell you i would appreciate that craig because i did fall asleep and then i got really excited once you explained it to me yeah yeah okay so (laughs) let let me ask you this let's say you've got a contact record and you've got hubspot owner and so let's say that's the the main sales rep that's done the deal or is, you know, has, has been the key point of contact. They're the owner. But let's say once you've made the sale, you want to assign an account manager, someone else in the company to that. Which would be quite a common. Which would be thing quite to... common. Yeah. And it might not even, might be more account manager plus a project manager that deals with them, could be any number of things. So then you actually just want to have a list of your HubSpot users that you can assign in these other fields. So to date, what you would do is you'd say, all right, I'm going to custom, create a custom field And then I'm actually going to create this pick list and I'm manually going to type in everyone's Mm. name in there so that then I can use it as a custom field on that contact property. HubSpot now have this new custom field uh, type called HubSpot user. So when you create that custom field, instead of picking, you know, date or text or drop-down list, you pick... HubSpot user, and then wherever that field is, is the list of current users. It's great because if your users change or you add a new user or maybe you remove someone because they've left the company, the list is automatically updated. So that saves you a whole lot of time. It's about data integrity, data cleansing. So, so Craig, let yeah. me
0: understand. Mm. If,
1: say, someone left your company and they were assigned to a contact, what happens in that risk? Actually, effect? that's a good question. I'm not sure what happens there. I think they're marked as deactivated user. Okay. Yeah. So when you actually but go back in... I'd have to check that in this case. Yeah, we'd have to check that. We'll come back with that.
0: Good one. But there you go. But it's a great feature nonetheless. And I think as a business, you should go in and have a look at it and implement it and think who are the other people involved with the contact and whether you can associate that user to that contact.
1: Can I say, for all, for all the great excitement I have about this, I am disappointed that you can't use it in forms.
0: Yes, that's right. course. So
1: yeah, I mean, not that you'd want to use it in a in a... Um, you know, public-facing form. But quite often you can actually have internal, form. internal forms exactly. and being able to have a list of users. So I'll give you an example. You have a form which is, you know, nominate employee of the week kind of thing. There's that field. I nominate Ian for, you know, employee of the week. No, can't tell. Why would they not allow that in forms? Why? I don't understand. <laughs> but apart from that, it's really cool. That's all right. You can send me
0: my, um, my movie gift card <laughs> later, Craig. <laughs> All right, Craig, on to our opinion of the week. And this is the importance of understanding conversion sources. We're talking here from experience where a client spends a fortune on someone
1: who is a social media guru. You're telling me this, I couldn't believe it. We won't repeat the number, but it was obscene.
0: And, and they love his ideas and they, they really love what he's doing. But when I analyze the results and traffic and leads to the, to the site, I can clearly say that there is no return on this spend. So I think what we have to be always aware of is that what is the key metric we're looking for at the end? And I think in any business, we're looking for sales, right? At the end of the day, we're going to sell somebody something, be it a product or a service, and we're going to deliver on that and we're going to get paid to do that. Now, where that person originates from is really the key thing because what happens is that you, if you understand what channels are working, you can actually cut the ones that aren't and focus on the channels that are, and actually increase your revenue
1: significantly, isn't that right? It's exactly right. And you've included a screenshot from HubSpot on new contacts by source, which is great. But you can also include assisted uh, conversions, say in analytics, as well to see part of exactly. the journey. And what's great about this is when you see that social, organic social, has no impact on driving leads, or you know, it doesn't assist in any way. If you see that, and yet still. Uh, Oh my goodness, they're paying this guy. You know, they they pay him for the wow. He brings the wow. He doesn't bring the results. <laughs> show me the wow. No, show me the results.
0: So I think this is a really key thing. And what I want to highlight here is that in HubSpot, you could there is a report that you can actually have on your dashboard, which is actually new contacts by source. So this is where people have converted and they've created been created as a new contact and where their origination was from. I think this is a really key report any business owner to understand what channels are working so if you step away or you end up at your desk this morning afternoon or evening that is one report i would encourage you to go have a look at because it could mean mean the making or breaking of your business
1: excellent advice ian
0: all right craig on to our podcast of the week and this is from our favorite friend matt barbie and Eric Su with from the Growth Everywhere podcast.
1: Yes, uh, interviewing Matt Barbie on link building. So we've been talking about link building this uh, last couple episodes. of episodes, actually, just because it is important. Um, so, yeah, check out the podcast. Uh, there's full show notes. I love the show notes of this, of the uh, Growth Everywhere podcast. Yeah, I do love the show notes. It's all timestamped. I think
0: I wanted to highlight a few things in this podcast. We all like reading books here. So I thought they, they, they asked Matt what book would he recommend reading? And it was really interesting because I'm going to go get this book. Yeah, me too. It was, the book was called The Hard Thing About Hard Things and the Rise of Robots. I thought, hmm, that's really interesting. So I'm going to have a read and we'll probably come back and talk about that a little later. And then another thing he said, how do you stay on top of marketing? There were two things here, hire talented people and meet up with industry experts to discuss ideas and strategies. And I think this is really important. I think if you're in a business and you're a marketing manager or you're a sales professional, talking to other people in your industries in different even in different countries and in varied fields can actually be a massive impact to you. So for example, we talk to each other on a weekly basis and we actually learn a lot and it gives perspective on things that we're doing or things that we're not doing correctly, which which I'm very grateful for. Going to inbound is another scenario where you get to talk to different partners. Users, people that believe in Inbound and understand what they're doing because there are so many things that we can learn from others who are actually doing things in different parts of the world. So I think I'd encourage you if there's one thing that you're going to do towards the end of this year and especially into next year, to further yourself is actually go to some events
1: meet some new people and broaden your horizons well i've got one for you the find out your local hub user, user group. group and uh we've got one this thursday which i'm looking forward to that's right so
0: I encourage you if you are using the platform find the nearest user group and we'll actually put the link to the user groups in the show notes because that's where you can actually talk to others and actually get on the ground ideas and enhancements from now craig resource of the week this is a cracker i had not seen this but you said ian
1: how about googling how to fix a toilet so go to how to fix a toilet no that's dashes in between it. so how dash to dash fix (laughs) a toilet.com uh yeah i shouldn't have explained that go to the link trust me listeners just go to the link and check out the site i couldn't believe how good it was it's fantastic i don't want to say anything about it it's so good
0: Exactly, so yeah, go and have it. go and check it out. you will be amazed and you 'll spend some time actually reading everything that 's on there there 's some fascinating statistics all right, on to our finally our quote of the week, and this is from Brene Brown, and she has spoken at inbound a few times she ha- is she' speaking again this year she-, she is yes, and sh- this is this quote is social media has given us the idea that we should have all have a posse of friends when in reality we have one or two
1: really good friends we are lucky. I think this is a really good quote and it does make me think about how many close friends I have. I mean, how many close friends do you have, like really close friends, Ian? Yeah. How many should have? probably two or three, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it is two or three. It really is that. And uh, I think that's a good point that she makes because we often forget that. We kind of think, as she said, we should be surrounded by, mm. you know, tens and twenties of good friends. It's just not like that. And perhaps as the older you get, that circle... Reduces. I wonder, yeah, we get those really close friends that um, have long-lasting relationships with.
0: Takeaway from that point is pick up the phone and give your friend a call or go and have a coffee with them. All right, now there's some bonus links in the show notes. There are
1: some crackers like, oh, Hot Jars Grow Your SaaS Startup um, Guide is fantastic, would have loved to chat about that in the show, but that's a great resource. So check that out in the extra links section. That's right, there's one
0: about account-based
1: nurturing. And SAS onboarding emails. Oh, that was another cracker. So So, many good things.
0: If you're ever short on time, there's plenty of good links at the end of the show. We would love you to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That would
1: really help us a lot. And until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.